the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. Let me repeat. When you hold your Bible, the first question that you must answer, who wrote it? Was it just men who were helped by God and maybe inspired by God? Or was it written by God himself through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit using human instruments? If you believe that every single word is God's truth, then your opinion really doesn't matter. On marriage, gender, sexuality, it's what, what did God say? What, what is his plan? And also on abortion. But when you reject the authority of Scripture, then you can make the Bible say anything you want it to say. That's why here in central Ohio, and I know they're in Tampa, Florida, we have pastors all over the place speaking to the media, radio, TV. We are so grieved with this Roe versus Wade decision. Women's rights are being taken away. Women's rights are being stripped. We had a United Methodist pastor in the town that I live in here in central Ohio give an interview to local news, and she said, I've had two abortions. Best things that ever happened to me. I've got a kid now, but I've had two abortions, and I just can't imagine what it would be like if I would have had to have had those kids. She was boasting and proud that she had put to death two unborn children. And she tries to justify it biblically, even in spite of the fact that there are about 80 verses in the Old and New Testament that are pro-life. About 80. Not all of them are equally clear on the issue of life, but at least 40 are absolutely abundantly clear in your face. That child in the womb is a living human being that God knows God loves, God cares for, God knows everything about them. There is no way that you can be pro-abortion and believe the Bible. You have to reject the authority of the Bible. There is no way you can believe the Bible and believe in same-sex marriage. You can't. It's impossible. You have to question the authority of the Bible, to embrace that. But then when you do embrace the authority of God's Word, my goodness, 
the things that can happen. God's word is so powerful. During the last break, during the break, sometimes I pull up Twitter and I pull up Facebook. And uh, during that last break, a picture showed up on my uh, Facebook feed. It's on my phone. I'm looking at it right now. Good-looking young man, uh, very nice-looking young woman, and the young man is holding a baby, looks to be about, hmm, I would say about a year old. So a really handsome man, woman, couple, holding a cute, cute little girl baby. Well, they're in Moldova, and I'll try to make this very, very quick, but in years past, I have made 21, 22 trips to the country of Moldova to speak at a wonderful youth camp. I've been doing it for many, many years, and we literally have seen thousands of teenagers come to Christ through that youth camp in Moldova. Well, uh, it's been, it wasn't my last trip. I think it was the trip before last, which would have been about four years ago. We had a particularly rough week at camp. A lot of disturbance, a lot of rebellion, teenagers that just didn't want to listen, which is, you know, typical of teenagers. But the last night, Friday night at camp, heaven came down. I mean, the Spirit of God just invaded that camp. And the altar was absolutely filled with teenagers on their knees, on their faces, crying out to God, accepting Christ as Savior, others getting right with God, some surrendering to full-time, pardon me, full-time ministry. It was just, it was a glorious, glorious evening. Well, camp was officially over Friday night. Saturday morning, everybody's packing up and they're getting on buses and cars. All week long, there was a black Mercedes with darkened windows at the campground. And it became a joke. Moldova is the poorest country in Eastern Europe. And the only people that drive Mercedes with the dark, blacked-out windows are the Russian Mafia. And by the way, the Russian Mafia is very, very active in the country of Moldova. And when you go into Chisinau, the capital, and you see a black Mercedes drive by and the windows are blacked out, you just assume, okay, there goes the mafia. And they don't hide. Well, there's this Mercedes at camp. And it became the joke. Hmm, who's the, who's the member of the mafia here? Because most of the other cars at the camp were just junk heaps. They were terrible. They were horrible. Because, again, Moldova's a very, very poor country. And the kids who come to the camp are very, very poor, for the most part. But we joked about the black Mercedes, and I had no idea who was driving it. We had this glorious service on Friday night, Saturday morning. Everybody's packing up and so forth. And um, we were hanging around the camp. I think my plane left Sunday morning. Well, late Saturday afternoon, the uh, camp director... Mihai is his name. Wonderful man of God. Mihai. Mihai comes to me and he says, hey, you got a minute to hear a story? I said, yeah, sure. He said, you know that black Mercedes that we were all kidding about? I said, yeah. He said, 
Well, the young man that was driving that got saved last night, accepted Christ as Savior, and this morning he comes to me and he says, Mihai, can you get in the car and go somewhere with me? Mihai was a little apprehensive. He says, yeah. They get in the car, and as they're driving out into the woods, out into the forest, this young man by the name of Vadim, V-A-D-I-M, begins telling Mihai about his conversion. How Friday night, last night, he had resisted the Spirit of God all week long, and finally he surrendered and he accepted Christ as Savior. And he says, Mihai, I'm involved in the mafia. And he says, I've got to do something. They drive out into the forest. They get out of the car, pops the trunk, and there are weapons. Now, I don't know how many weapons. I'm not sure what kind of weapons, and I don't want to exaggerate, but there were weapons. All week long, we had a mafia member with a trunk. I don't know whether it was full, but with weapons. And he says, I'm done with the mafia. And I want you to help me destroy these guns. We're going to destroy them. And we're going to bury them out here in the forest because that life is now gone. Vadim worked on a job, I believe in Chisinau, the capital He quit that job and decided to go to Bible college at the camp where he was saved. They have a Bible institute there. For quite some time, Joy, my wife, and I supported him in the Bible college. Now, fast forward to this picture. He got married. One of the girls that he met at that camp. And here is a picture of... uh, Vadim, his wife, Natalia, and their little girl, um, I can't pronounce her, her name. It's a Moldovan name. But here they are in the picture. A former mafia member, now serving God because of the power of the Word of God. That's what the Word of God does. But not if you compromise it. Not if you question it. Not if you twist it, if you turn it. And certainly not if you make the Bible conform to your lifestyle rather than you conforming to the Bible. It is the Word of God. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Oh my goodness, I'm going to run out of time. There's just so many weird, bizarre things happening in the world of religion and particularly so called Christianity. Um. I've picked on the Presbyterians, I've picked on the Lutherans, I pick on the Baptists often because I are one. Yeah, yeah, I I am a Baptist. Um, 
But let me tell you, the Catholics have their problems as well. I've got two stories here. Here is the first one. Headline, and this is from the National Catholic Reporter. This is from a Catholic news source. Headline, Catholic Theological Society of America Resolves to Divest from Fossil Fuels. Mm -hmm. They're going to save the planet. Why? Because it's Mother Earth. No, I'm not making that up. Catholic Theological Society calling Earth Mother Earth. Uh, Excuse me? The Earth is not our mother? Uh, Anyway, here's the story. The Catholic Theological Society of America at its annual conference resolved to divest its financial funds from fossil fuels. A move potentially carrying great moral weight and one that backers hope is rich in potential to inspire similar actions at its members' institutions in light of the current urgent global environmental disaster. I continue. The board of directors of CTSA, the world's largest organization of theologians, counting more than 1,300 members, passed three resolutions related to fossil fuel divestment during its June 9th through 12th conference held this year in Atlanta uh, for the first time in person since the COVID and so forth. Uh, The resolutions freeze any new investments as of June 30th in companies included in the Carbon Underground 200, a list of oil, gas, and coal companies with the largest fossil fuel reserves worldwide. So if you are enjoying the... uh, Extremely high prices at the pump. Uh, You can thank President Biden. You can also thank the Catholic Theological Society of America because we've got to get rid of fossil fuel. And then it gives all of the Catholic universities that have joined the the divestment uh, movement and so forth. And later on in the article, they quote the Pope who calls the earth Mother Earth and so forth. All right, now, what's interesting to me is this is a seven-page article from the National Catholic Reporter reporting on the Catholic Theological Society of America. Uh, Not one Bible verse. This is the Catholic Theological Society. Not one theological reason for dumping fossil fuel. So why is a theological society making decisions that have nothing to do with theology? Uh, Somebody maybe can straighten me out on that. Here's what I want you to think about. If we believe in creation, and I do, I believe in a literal creation. I don't believe we evolved. I believe that God created man, woman. I believe that God created this earth. And if God created, then every single thing on this planet has a purpose, has a reason. God put billions and billions and billions and billions of barrels of crude oil under the earth. Why? 
if we don't use it and it's under the ground where nobody can see, then why did God create it if he didn't want us to use it? Now, I believe he wants us to use it wisely, yes. But to completely ban what God has created is, I think, very foolish and unscriptural. And then there's this. This is a story from uh, National Catholic Reporter Online. Same source, Catholic source. Headline, we humans need to open our minds to the personhood of non-human animals. Say what? Let me read that headline to you again. Again, this is from the National Catholic Reporter. We humans need to open our minds to the personhood of non-human animals. It's a seven-page story about humans are not superior. We're just different from the animals. And I'm not making this up. I'm running out of time. But they are making the point that even ticks, ticks, You know those tiny little things that are on animals that can spread all kinds of disease and can get on you and suck your blood and all that? Yeah, they have rights. In fact, let me read. I'm running out of time. But I quote, Each creature from the tick to the human has a relative experience of the world and meaning-making. Ticks. Again, I'm not making this up. Humans, ants, birds, squirrels, and so on may inhabit a similar space, but our experience and perception and understanding is conditioned by our biological makeup. And the whole point is we need to try to understand the personhood and the perspective of birds, squirrels, ants, bugs, and yes, even ticks. Uh, I um, <clears throat> I have no words. I I have no words. All right, folks. Have a great, great evening. Thank you for allowing me to be your host. But wherever you go and whatever you do, please remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.